I've been learning to trust God in the past year. And a little humbled <laughs> to be asked that. Um, definitely surprised and definitely have learned a lot this past year. Um, 2020 was a very difficult year for our family, um, pandemic aside, and um, probably one of the hardest that we've experienced as a family for multiple reasons. Um, my husband lost his job um, in April, and um, we are a family of nine, so that was a little bit of a challenge. Um, the day that he lost his job, I had been looking through the sermon notes, um, the sermon study notes to prepare um, for the Sunday morning sermon. And so when he told me that, he, when he came home and told me that he had lost his job, I actually laughed because of what I had just been reading. <laughs> um, God was so faithful throughout this whole year, and I'm just going to start setting stuff everywhere. Um, but the sermon notes that day, um, in preparation for Sunday, um, was on the Lord's Prayer. And so it was in Luke 11, um, and it was verses 1 through 13, of how Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray. And when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves Forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation. And so when I had been filling out, kind of tangled here, when I had been filling out my sermon notes, what had made me laugh was I was working on these about the time that he was getting fired. Um, I just didn't know that he was being let go. And one of the questions and this was my pandemic version of the notes, so I have all my things stapled in here. Um, one of the questions that was covered was, do you have trouble believing that the Father will provide your daily bread? And what does it look like when you fail to trust his provision in this way? And in my um, lack of knowledge for the moment, I wrote, because I don't lack physical supplies, <laughs> food and water and etc., I wonder if this applies to having the daily bread of things like grace and patience and intentionality. And so I shared that with him, and I mean, that became a journey of its own. And we were so encouraged. Um, throughout that time, he was out of work for three months, and um, which is scary for anyone, definitely scary for a large family. Um, but I had been reading through Psalms. I had started that year, um, at the beginning of the year. And just at every corner um, throughout this year, we were just comforted by the word of God. And I know that I was comforted throughout, um, throughout the year. And I wrote dates in my Bible, and I'm so thankful now that I did, because it came in very handy for <laughs> writing this. Um, but one that um, became very um, comforting, and I must have read it that week, because I actually I had read it just a few days before, because I had written the date in there. Um, Psalm 91, 1 and 2, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so we were never 
without um, prayer. Um, it, it just changed everything. Um, prayer was magnified. The worship that we experienced at church um, was just so much more meaningful. We stayed in the Word. Um, being encouraged by the body was just invaluable. Um, the sermons that were preached, um, the things that we would listen to um, were so encouraging um, during that time. And just a way that, I mean, God provided for our material needs, but he provided for our spiritual needs to keep us from um, becoming discouraged. I think one of the most sweetest um, times was I got a phone call from Miss Carol Hurley, and I don't know if any of you have ever gotten a phone call from her, but it about brought me to tears. Um, and, um, but she was just so sweet, wanting to encourage us during that time, and she wanted to call and read, read scripture. Um, I was very encouraged to know that Toby had spoken with many of the men at church, and they really helped him see the, the rational side of this, because I was more of the romantic and you know, oh, this is an adventure, and we can do this, and um, <laughs> he didn't really see it that way, so um, he was a little more concerned than I was. Um, another uh, portion of scripture that became um, very comforting was um, Psalm 121, and that had always been a special passage for me because it was a big comfort for me about 11 years ago. Um, when I had cancer. And so just to be reading through these psalms um, throughout this whole time, throughout the, the spring and the pandemic and the, the job loss and everything else that happened throughout the year was such a comfort. And so Psalm 121 says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Um, from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth and goes on. And we were just very very encouraged. And so all of that ended up just being such a blessing uh, for our family and such a wonderful time of growth uh, for us personally, for us as a family, for us um, being able to be served and then serve others um, within the body. Um, another difficult thing that happened uh, throughout the year was our daughter left home twice. And so that was, um, that was difficult. Um, she left the first time on May 20th, and we didn't know when she would be coming back. But um, that day, I'm trying to find my bearings here, uh, the next morning, before we knew she'd be coming back that evening, um, I was reading Psalm 118, and it was just a comfort that, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And this is, the, on to 24, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And 29, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. So we were able to really use that time um, to grow in the word. Um, the Lord was a constant comfort to us during that time. Another scripture, I'm kind of jumping around here, um, was Psalm 18, um, 1 through 3. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock 
and whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Verse 6, in my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him uh, reached his ears. And so during that time we were completely dependent um, on God. He was the only one, um, the first time was just a day, the second time was a couple of months. Um, he was the only one that truly knew her whereabouts. And so, um, trusting that he was in control, um, we had no control um, over anything except for our own actions and our own responses. And we had six other children at home that were watching all of that. And that turned into some really amazing opportunities to be able to live out our faith in front of them and um, share scripture with them to comfort them um, and also to um, pray together as a family. We had some very, very sweet times. Um, continuing to praise and worship God and be thankful for that, um, for that difficult time was also um, very important and something that, um, I mean, once we, once you get over the shock of a big trial, um, it came very easily to be able to rest in the Lord and know that he was in control. And we were just constantly reminded um, through sermons and through people who would call and people who would share um, testimonies. Um, they, were, they were very, very encouraging to us. Um, I did find it interesting that I don't always make notes of dates, but um, the second time, the day before she, or the sermon before she had left, the um, sermon topic was a tra trajectory of unbelief and just the warning of what unbelief and unfaithfulness can look like. And then the week after that, for us, um, the sermon topic was God's faithfulness um, amidst our jealousies and just about the life of Jacob and how God had used every twist and every turn and everything that could have been bad um, for Jacob's good and all of that for God's glory. Um, another thing that was a great comfort to us, and I loved how uh, Caitlin told the story of It Is Well With My Soul, because I love to read hymns as poetry. And I feel like, and I, I'm pretty sure that every single um, one of the songs that's listed in the um, bulletin for this weekend was such a comfort to me personally and you know you get the um, preparing for Sunday post and and I just love to read through and read it as poetry and try to put the song part out of my head and really focus on the words of what's being said and and look at the history of the hymn if there is one um, and so hymns like all glory be to Christ and Jesus I am resting and it is well with my soul and when trials come really were such a comfort um, during that time. And again, um, just like with Toby's job loss, and um, the church body was completely, um, totally invaluable to us at that time. Even more so um, in just a different way than our, than our own families. I mean, church family can, can just comfort in a different way with God's word than, than well-intending family. And so 
being um, prayed for and people that checked in on us and even the opportunity um, to share with others and encourage them even while we were hurting became um, very healing and very, very personal for us. Um, some of the things that have helped me um, throughout this year as I learned to trust God, um, the book last year that we received at the retreat, Pilgrim's Progress, I had never read through it um, completely. Mm. And at the beginning of the pandemic, I thought, we've got all this free time and we're going to read Pilgrim's Progress, kids. <laughs> um, almost every day they're like, oh. <laughs> but, but yeah, we made it through and we didn't read part two, but we did read all of part one. And that, um, yeah, <laughs> we did. And so I um, read it aloud. With the, with the kids, and just a couple of them missed a day here or there, I like if they were gone to a friend's house or gone to work or something, but that that book was an incredible um, encouragement of just knowing, you know, this is, there's trials, and um, they were, they're inevitable, and God is there throughout all of them. Um, another book, I don't have it with me um, tonight, because I think I lent it out, and I don't remember who I gave it to, but I don't really... I want to remember because if you're still reading it, I want I don't want you to think that you have to give it back. But um, <laughs> you can read it because it's good. Is um, "Come Back, Barbara" by John Miller and his daughter Barbara Giuliani. Um, that book was oh, it's all marked up, and it's a father-daughter like one chapter is him and the next is her of just her walk um, during the times of rebellion and and just hatred of God. Um, some, let's see, other resources that were helpful. Um, I don't know if it was a, kind of a video or a podcast, but um, a series called Parenting, It's Not What You Think It Is, by Paul David Tripp. Um, and many times I would find articles. I would just Google, you know, what is the Christian parenting response to this? <laughs> um, and I would look up articles, and there were a plethora with um, Revive Our Hearts and Gospel Coalition and Desiring God, or even, you know, how can you encourage your husband? He's discouraged over job loss, and there were articles in there of that. Um, one of the books, and I don't remember when we started reading this. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the fall Wednesday night. Where's Kathy? Was this fall? It wasn't spring. You were in my group. Yes. It was this fall. So um, this book was such an encouragement. Um, and um, this is what I have to close with. So this is The Power of Christian Contentment, and it is by Andrew Davis. Um, Christian contentment is a quiet frame of spirit. It is not tumultuous, roiling, churning, noisy, angry, raucous, riotous, murmuring, complaining, or stormy. It does not sinfully shirk duty because of a feeling of injury from God. It does not raise up and challenge God or become sullen and argumentative. In short, it's not rebellious. And this book was very helpful because, like I said, we had other children that we needed to parent this year. We had a life that still needed to move on, whether we had a job or not. And, um, as a family collectively, we, we've learned a lot this year, and it has all been good. And um, so learning to trust God and just being content regardless of the circumstances has um, taken a form this year that I would have never, or this past year, that I would have never expect 
expected or hoped for in advance, but, um, but it has been wonderful to learn what he has for us and that he has been faithful through everything. Amen.